0: Welcome back to the How Did You Learn To Do That podcast. Thank you so much for coming back this week to listen to this new episode. We would love if you can help us grow by sharing this podcast with your family and your friends as well as liking and subscribing and following us on all our social media accounts as well as on YouTube and Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And this week, we're back with the episode I promised you last week, which is on which top 15 books have changed my life. And, you know, I have to actually say, there are, I had to limit to 15 books that have had an impact on my life, or at least the way I've looked at the world and looked at my life, as well as helped me to shift my mindset and start making those connections. And it's been a lot of, um, a lot of these books are very reflective for me. So I've, you know, read it and I've reflected on my own life and how things are going and how I relate to this story. Um, into this um, knowledge that's being shared. So there are tons more books that I can share, but I had to limit to 15. So I picked 15 that, you know, as I was going through the boxes and boxes and boxes of books that I have, that kind of really brought a feeling for me. Like, oh, I remember reading this book and I remember where I was at the point in my life when I was actually reading this book. So I'm going to just dive in. I'll link all these books onto my blog for you so you can take a look at them um, and then you can click on the link uh, all the Amazon affiliate links for all the books so you can click on it and um, purchase the book if you're interested to read and um, if you want more in-depth um, synopsis or knowledge about the book or whether um, you should get it or not let me know send me a note or send me an email or just message me on Instagram and I'll get back to you alright so let's get started okay so I'm a little biased here. So I am from Afghanistan. So of course I have to start this with The Kite Runner. The Kite Runner is just, it's a book that has changed the world, to be honest. A lot of people, it's so popular because of how raw the information is in here. But also, you know, with the the war in Afghanistan, it became so popular after the U.S. invaded in 2011. Um you know, after 9-11 attacks, the US went into for the war. And, and, you know, that's when a lot of people started noticing where's Afghanistan. So previous to 9-11, actually, when I would tell people I'm from Afghanistan, they would have no idea where I'm from. They would kind of go like, where's that? Is that close to this? Close to that? You know, and if you actually look at the shape of Afghanistan and you go like this, that's the shape of Afghanistan. It's like a fist with your thumb out. Um, And that might be actually be like that because I'm mirrored here. Um, But yeah, nobody knew. Now when you tell people I'm from Gizmo, they look at you like, oh, do you know anyone that lives there? (laughs) You know, and I do have family there still. But um, it's so funny the way they look at you. So I love this book because not only did it bring home the message of what people go through there, but also me, myself, like I hear stories from my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my family, my cousins. But when I read this book, I was like, oh, wow, like, I actually resemble my family in this book. And this book speaks about the trials, the triumphs of this country. And I'm a refugee, as I've mentioned, my family left Afghanistan quickly and abruptly. Um, So I relate a lot to this book and it really speaks to my history, my ancestry, my connection to my country um, of Afghanistan. it's just a book that I always go back to. And actually, all of his books are my favorite, but I can only pick one for this. Otherwise, this you know, five of these books would take over for him. But I would say anybody that wants to just connect, find a book that connects with you about your history, your, you know, where you're from, you know, your background, and just try to get to know the history of the people in your country. Um, That is the most important thing that you can do to really get to know yourself as a person um, and your family as well. I think it's really great to reflect on that as well. All right, so Kite Runner is the absolute favorite. I'm going to actually try to go in a bit of um, a sequential order from what I remember of when I read these books and kind of, you know, when I, I'm going to talk about the ones I read the longest time ago first, and then the ones that I'm reading more recently. And I'm also going to share a couple books that I've just came in, that also just came in the mail this week that I'm going to get into as well. Okay. So the next book is this one. It's called The Black and Blue Sorry. So this book, actually, at the time that I bought this book, it wasn't published. It was actually a self, let me see if I have the sticker. Um, so, but I used to work at chapters when I was in university. And at chapters, you can actually self-publish books. You know, chapters will publish, it for, will sell it for you. But you have to publish it. And you have to keep track of your inventory. And, you know, you you have to keep track of when people come out. You don't go through a big publisher. So this was one of the self-published books of a woman that was in the community. Um, her name is Kamal Dillon. And she's an advocate for violence against women. So she. This is a story about a woman, you know, that was tortured that was traumatized that had a lot a lot of stuff happen to her um she has children you know and it's just a story of you know how do you get out of these situations and come out on the other side trying to be positive and I just was like at the time I had someone really close to me also going through a lot of abuse by their partner and so I just needed to understand it to understand how better to help that person and um And this book really helped me at that time. It really helped me to understand the way abuse, the the way the abuse actually traumatizes the person being abused as well as the children, you know, and how you sometimes you get into victims, you know, they sometimes, they don't feel that they have a way out. It's really hard. There's a lot of courage that needs to come out of it. There's a lot of people that try to keep you, abused you know and try to keep it as hush hush where when there's abuse happening they don't want to talk about it nobody wants to talk about it um you know there's people of the abuser there's people that help the abuser keep his or her abuse to his or her partner quiet and they try to do that because they don't want that person that they love and they care for to go to jail or to you know be found or or whatnot but I think that you know, if we can all just understand and help to stop the cycle of abuse, it, it's really important. But this book is just so good. It's raw. It's a very difficult read if you have experience with violence um, or abuse or you know someone close to you. So I'm just warning you, it is raw, but it is, it is literally the most inspiring book. And after I finished reading this book, I was just in tears. I was crying for days and days and days. And I just said, I just can't believe it. And I actually read this book three times over because I couldn't believe what was happening. Like, I didn't know if what happened to her was something that I made up in my head, you know, in reading this book and it was a daydream or did it actually happen? So I had to go back actually a lot of time to be like, is this real? Is this seriously what happened? And it's just um, very traumatizing. And I'm gonna see actually, um, let's see what happened. Um, Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna actually ruin it for you guys. So I'll, I'll let you read it. I think that she now sells it publicly. But if not, let me know. And I'll, I'll uh, actually want to try to link her um, bio. I know she has a website. I'm gonna try to link that onto my blog if I can, if she still has it active. Um, and then hopefully I can get the book linked to sell so you guys can get it and read it because it's so good. and so for me when i pick up books i try to pick up books that resonate with me and what i'm going through at that time um i'm not really, like i said before i don't love to read fiction because i feel like sometimes like sci-fi for example like this never gonna happen in real life so for me i can't read something that i'm you know i'm like i'm never gonna happen I and mean, ufo is never gonna come pick me up and take me and i'm never gonna do this you know but sometimes those books are great they're great escapes for people there's messages in those stories there's you know insights that you can draw upon so you read what you want to read in the time that you want to read it and whatever resonates with you but for me it's definitely true stories um, history you know some fiction and I I think I have a couple Do I have any fiction actually I don't have any fiction (laughs) I actually have no fiction (laughs) okay I'll I have one fiction actually I'm just gonna show it to you now I'll show it to you now. So it's the heartbreaking work. Oh my gosh. This is actually not fiction either. <laughs> okay. It's the heartbreaking work of Staggering Genius. This I thought was fiction, but it's not. It's written like a fiction novel. It's so good. It's about a story of this writer, Dave Eggers. I read this actually for a class in university, but I loved it. Loved, loved, loved. it. I won't give away, but I'll uh, I'll let you read that. I I honestly, I honestly thought I was gonna I was going to have at least one fictional book, but I don't. What could I do? You know, you just gotta go with what your gut tells you. All right, so the next one is also of a woman in Afghanistan. This is called Oops, with the brains. It's called A Woman Among Warlord Warlords by Malala Joya. Again, read this book because, of course, she's from Afghanistan, and you you gotta understand because in Afghanistan, you know the It's a developing country, so parliament, government basis, all of that, they're very, very much male-dominated. But in the last couple of years, women have also had a position and a place in there. And Malay Joy, you know, was a parliamentarian, and she, you know, kind of was the first one to really trudge the, make the pathway for other women. But she was living, working amongst warlords, you know, she was living in in a different house every day because there's executions out for her. People were trying to kill her, bomb her, everything, all the time. So it's just inspiring to me that this woman, this strong woman, not only, you know, decided to take a job that was not traditionally a woman, you know, had women in there. It is a woman's role. totally is. But at the time, women weren't really in that. And it was new and people were outraged that she even thought she couldn't have a job like that. But she persevered. She did it. and. You know, she's just an inspiring woman. So for me, at that time, I was in university when I read this book, and I was just thinking, you know, how can I change the world? How what can I do as a career to help change the world? And this came across my desk, and I just thought that that was it was just such a good book and so inspiring. And I continue to follow her actually now um, to see what she's up to because I just that's what I love about nonfiction is that you can continue to follow the character, or the person. In that story, um, and to see how they've evolved and what they get to do next. All right. So, as I've mentioned earlier, when I read books, I read because something is going on in my life at that time, or somebody in my close circle's life, or just a family friend, or a friend of a friend, or somebody. And it's a place where, you know, I always love to help. I love to share knowledge. I share. To, I love to. Um, relate to what's going on or to direct people to a certain position. Um, You know, and so I read a lot to give me that knowledge to help inspire and share. So the next couple of books is going to be about that. So I know someone that was very close to me that was suffering from an addiction. Um, And at the time, I just didn't know how to help them. I was overwhelmed myself. I just needed some more... I just needed some knowledge. I just needed a way. I understood a lot about it because of my educational background in public health, but I know the people surrounding this person that had the addiction didn't understand. So I needed to be able to read in order to understand the addiction, understand where it comes from, understand how to help, understand how to explain to others how to help. Um, Yeah, so I just spent a lot of time trying to increase my knowledge to figure out What's the best way to f- help here? And so the next couple of books is about that. So the first one is this one. It's called Um In the Realm of the Hungry Ghosts by Gabramate, Dr. Gabramate. And so he is, you know, local in um Vancouver, but he's world-renowned physician um who works with people in addictions, and he always attributes the addiction to trauma. He always says that people are traumatized it's the trauma that's the addiction and the plague or the epidemic or the pandemic of the world is trauma we're all experiencing some level of trauma but some people experience it at catastrophic levels and then they self-medicate with whatever helps to relieve that trauma or that pain. And so, you know, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be gambling, it could be food, it could be, you know, even exercise. Some people, they just exercise constantly because that's their addiction. That's the way they try to manage their um, emotions, you know, or it could be the lack of food. It literally could be anything that you, that is a way to relieve pain. um, And that could be an addiction. And so this book, it's, you know, he had a couple other ones. I have the other one. There's one on stress. There's one on anxiety, um, I believe. And um, I just can't explain this book to you. It is just, it's Close Encounters with Addiction, just like it says there. It is honestly one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. The way he explains it is just so incredible. So if you suffer from an addiction, or if you know somebody who suffers from an addiction, or you just want to know how people become addicted or you know um, you know a lot of people say that people that live entrenched lives like why don't they get out of it and it's honestly you read this book and you will understand that the trauma unless trauma is healed and a unless the trauma is a jest just no it's not gonna be enough of an opportunity you know and that's the thing actually I'll say that I said before I think that the only difference between me and you is an opportunity. The only difference between myself and another one another person my age that you know is heavily involved in an addiction is opportunity you know um the opportunity to heal the opportunity to work through your emotions the opportunity to have someone there for you to have opportunity to you know be able to cope you know you have to understand coping is not a skill everybody has it's a privilege it's an honor to be able to cope but not everybody has that skill. Nobody, Not everybody is encouraged to have that skill. So read this book. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. And so in addition to that book, I was reading a couple other ones, actually. I wanted to know more about it. And this one, actually, I lost the, the sleeve for it. But it's called Double Double. Double Double by Martha Grimes and Ken Grimes. It's a mother and son book about addiction. They both were suffering from addiction at the same time, and they both decided to heal from that trauma and to heal from that and move forward in their lives together. So this one's a real true story about a mother and a son living through addiction together. And then I also definitely had to purchase this book when it came out and definitely and you know, read it. But this is Nick Carter. It's called Facing the Music and Living to Talk About It. So he actually talks about his addictions. So once he got popular, once he got famous, you know, the famous notoriety, the money, the expectations, the ability to get into clubs at any time. And he started really young. He started when he was 13 within Backstreet Boys. And, you know, all of that at such a young age, it just had such a big impact on him. And then his family, the structure of his family, his mom, his dad, his siblings, you know, it was very difficult, very challenging. And he talks about his addictions, you know, and today he's, in, he's sober. He has two children of his own. He's married. He's absolutely just having the best version, living the best version of his life and of himself that he, he, you know, can imagine. And he's so grateful. So if you follow along to him, he's so good. And don't, don't this book just because it's Nick Carter. It's actually such a good book. And it's just so inspiring to see that somebody that, you know, has fame, has money, has, Everything that you would imagine, you know, somebody could have, you know, and you often we look at celebrities and they, you know, have mental health concerns or they are addicted to um, drugs or alcohol or anything like that. You know, you always think, why? You have all the money in the world. You have literally can hire anybody you want. You can literally take as much time as you want. Why would you do that? This was a good, uh, good book to read to help to fully explain that. All right. So a couple other books that I have. Um, I'm not really sure if these are going to be in order to be honest, cause I can't remember. These are more recent for sure, but I'll read, I'll go through them anyway. So for our honeymoon, we actually did an eight week tour in Southeast Asia. We went through to Hong Kong from here. We went to Hong Kong, Thailand, all around Thailand, all the islands, um, and Bangkok. And, um, We went to Bali, we went to Singapore, we went to Malaysia, we went to Cambodia, we went to um, Philippines. We were set to go to Laos and Vietnam as well, but we made a switch. So we didn't actually get to go to those two countries. But um, when we were in the airport in Singapore. I wanted a book because we were on our way to Bali. And I saw this one, it said Bali Undercover. And I was obviously drawn to it because I love to know the secrets of society and the secrets of things that we don't normally hear about. And, um, you know, when we think about Bali, we think of, you know, I'm going to go there and it's going to be serene. It's a peaceful country. Um, it's a place that, you know, people think of yoga and meditation and mindfulness when they go there, serenity, which it is all of that stuff. It is, it's awesome. It's beautiful, beautiful country. I highly recommend going, but then there's, there so is a the secret to it. You know, Bali relies a lot on tourism. They rely a lot on being able to support tourists because a lot of people go there. Um, so, this book is so awesome because this actually explains what goes on in Bali, what goes on in the actual communities to people that are native to Bali, what goes on, what happens by outsiders or tourists coming in, trying to disrupt families, disrupt communities, disrupt their agriculture, disrupt their livelihoods. What happens to that? And this isn't just about, you know, um, this is actually really deep into the families, you know, the women of Bali, how they're being taken advantage of by uh, men from Western countries or or developed countries, quote unquote, I don't really like to use that word, but developed countries that come in, um, you know, to talk to Take advantage of women from Bali and think that they can get away with it, and they can't. And the people in Bali are waking up to it, and they're no longer allowing it. and They're stepping up, but it is really scary the way they're doing it. There is definitely violence. There's definitely gangs. There's definitely crimes that are happening. Um, but I thought this was just so interesting. And at the time when I went, it was all my way to Bali. I we had just finished coming from. We'd spent a couple of weeks in Thailand. But just before Thailand, we actually went to, Camp- wish we were in Bangkok first, and then we went to Cambodia. And in Cambodia, my, like, I think my life just changed a little. in um, that vacation or what I thought it was going to be changed for me because I was expecting like fun, you know, excitement and whatnot. And then, you know, and Lonely Planet tells you to do all these tours and whatnot. But in Cambodia, we did the tours. We did all of that. And then we started talking to our rickshaw driver, our, the locals that we were, um, at the resort we were staying at, and then I got to realize that the life that that people live, you know, and especially listening to the um, genocide of the Khmer Rouge and, you know, and the story, the history of the people in Cambodia, it just got me thinking that, you know, this, you know, just what is everybody going through? Like, we're all here to have fun, but like, there's people locally that are going through stuff. And. I wanted to just figure I got into this um, path of just trying to talk to as many locals as I can because I wanted to learn about their country then what's really going on in the country as opposed to just what we see um, and all that so we did that in Thailand as well so when we ended up in Singapore, which also has a history but is much more developed than the other countries and then when we were on our way to Bali, I wanted to know a little bit more about the country before going there and when I got this book, I was when I saw this book actually I was pretty excited that I could actually. Gain some knowledge um, about the about the country and kind of what, what is going on. So actually the author's Michael Malcolm Scott says Um he strips off the island, sunny veneer to reveal its dark and dirty underbelly, taking the reader where no tourist guide ever will. So it's really good. I'll link that also. Here's another one too called Bali Raw um, that I'll link as well. Alrighty, so now I'm gonna get into the books that I think. So all the books I read that gave me a lot of knowledge, and it was just the beginning of when I was trying to shift my mindset and trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing, where do I want to go, how do I want to help someone, etc. But I had read a lot of books just specifically just for me. Um, a lot of books that I read, I read about to learn about contexts or things for other to help other people, but also to help myself have that knowledge. But it's never. Um, a book that I read just for me, just for myself. And um, so when I got to university, I started looking at, you know, what, what kind of person do I want to be in my career? You know, what kind of person do I want to be as a professional? What kind of job do I want? And, you know, all that. And my husband, he's just so good at knowing his worth, knowing his value and he doesn't stand down at all. He doesn't in any negotiation with work or anything. He's, knows what he wants to have. He knows the pay he wants. He knows exactly what he wants to do. And he has no shame or guilt or anxiety about bringing that forward. Even like he's been in the middle of a job and been offered another job. And he's taken that job offer to his current boss and said, this is what I'm being offered. Are you going to match it? Or if not, I'm going to leave. And he's just been able to go up the ranks and increase his salary so much quicker than anybody else that I know because he's just fearless, you know, and so then when I, he would tell me about that and tell me to be fearless too, then I was like, well, I don't really know, it works for you because you're a male and in your industry, but I don't know if it's going to work for me, you know, we always hear about women being paid less than men, so I just don't know. So that's when I picked up Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. So when I picked this book up, this book really changed my life. I just don't, in any negotiation now, I know my worth. I know, I do my research. I know what I want to be paid. I know the job I want. I know the career I want. I'm able to say no to what I don't want to do within my job. I'm able to say yes to what I want to do. I'm able to ask for higher opportunities, bigger opportunities. I'm able to negotiate my salary. You know, you know, I just recently returned from mat leave and, you know, a lot of people would be grateful to return to a job um after my leave where they've kept it for you for 18 months but you know when I walked back I was like okay do I get my raise because I know I'm entitled to it I'm not gonna be shy about asking I know I'm entitled to it and then you know I was uh, at the time you know there was some confusion but I just stuck through to it and I was like no I'm gonna ask because I know I'm entitled to it I'm not gonna let it go and I got it so you know I had to a little bit of back and forth but I did it and there's no shame there's no guilt in that it's just you know you're worth it you know what you're entitled to. So. Um, even with jobs, it's like, um, you know, my sister, she, there was a job she was offered that was a high-ranking job, and she's like, I don't know if I can do it. And I said, yeah, you can. You can do it. Don't don't shy away from the title. You You can do it, and you know you can. And if you can't, get in the role, and then you'll learn to do it. You know, everybody gets a grace period in any job, so you can do it. So read this book. This is about how women in the workforce can take control of their careers, their future, And be able to make the positions that they will. And actually, after reading this book, I made the biggest career move of myself. You know, I went from an administrative position straight to management, you know, in less than three months um, because I just kept pushing forward for it. I kept pushing for it with my boss, and then I finally did it. Um, So don't be shy. Read this book. Take control of your life and your career. And honestly, it's literally. It's So good. And actually, I don't recommend that book just for women. I I highly, even more so, recommend it for men because you need to understand what women in your workplace go through. Your your wives, your sisters, your daughters, your cousins, your aunts, your mothers. You know, your grandmas. You need to under you need to understand what women go through in order to be a better ally, um, and to make a change in in their lives too, and in your own workplaces. You know, and if you're a leader. I'd pick up that book and understand how the females that work for you and the women that work for you, how you can help to make their lives a lot easier and more equal Um, and understanding that they play dual roles. A lot of the time, you know, they come to work, but they go to home and they have a lot of work to do at home as well. Um, So I would read that book that that book really changed me, changed the way I think, changed my mindset definitely about who I am as a person, my careers and what I want to do in life. The other one is this one by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. It's definitely more of a business business book. It's, you know, subtitled How Great Leaders Inspire Everybody to Take Action. It is definitely more into the business realm of life, but there's definitely big learnings you can have from this. One of them is called The Golden Circle, where you, in the middle, you want to figure out your why. What is it? You know, why, why, why are you doing this? Why are you developing this program? Why do you want people to buy into it? Why are you doing this, etc.? And then if you know your why, you can build around it, but always go back to the why. If you sell your why, you'll have more loyal people. And for you as a person, if you always keep your why, and we talked about this with Ian's episode on episode five, that, our Ian, sorry, episode episode five, um, he said, you, know, you, you have to know your mission. You have to know your vision for your life in order to understand what you can say yes to and what you can say no to and how to move forward. So I would recommend that book because it, it is inspiring, you know, and it actually, for one of the pro- big projects I had at work, I had to develop a large program. Having the why, I got the most buy-in that anybody has ever got because they just, previously, you just kind of trudge forward. but People are always asking, what's the intention of this? Why are we doing this? What is this for? But I was able to answer all that question just because I read this book, you know, the answer why um, why we do this why you do what you do so it's a great book to and a great question actually to ask yourself um but also in your life and other things that you do it's a great tool to apply um and skill to apply so I definitely pick up that book if you'd like so this one's more of a personal book as well it's called the rules do not apply by Ariel Levy so I read this book because she went through an experience that I've been through and you know I'll share that experience at some point but um, I'm just not ready to share that yet um, but when I was going through that, I needed something I needed something to look at I needed to something to resonate with me to help me to understand to help me, someone validate my feelings basically for me and also this book did it validated my feelings for me it validated what I was going through it validated that the way I was feeling the way I was acting was okay in that moment because of what I was going through and the experience that I had um. Yeah, so this book just really validated my emotion for me, and that's what these books can do. That's what these stories can do for you. They can they can just validate that you, somebody's going through the same thing and they're reacting the same way, having the same mindset, and that can actually impact you too, you know. Okay, so these next five books these are my final five books. These are the ones I've read in the most recent, so in the last I would say two years. These are the ones that have changed my mindset the most. Um, than anything else I've ever read before. Um, it really has been, brought up positivity for me. It's really made me be mindful of the way I act, the way I think, the way I process information, the way I feel. Um, and even just pursuing my passion and my purpose in life and developing this podcast, it's, I'd say I'd attribute a lot of that to these books here. So the, this one's also fall, another follow up book by Cheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. It's called Option B. Facing adversities, building resilience, and finding joy. So this book is about what happens when option A doesn't work out. You know, and Cheryl actually wrote this book because after her husband had passed away. So her husband, Dave, had passed away suddenly of a heart attack. And that was her option A, her husband, her kids, her family. You know, and she says here, like, what do you do when you can't? Option A is no longer an option. And she says, you just kick the shit out of option B. You just you make the best out of it. You share of option B, and I had an option A, and it didn't work for me. And then I was like, you know, I can't just continue to revel in this. I need to. I need to get myself out of this. I need to heal. I need to move forward. And this book did that for me. I read the book, and it, again, similar to Lean In, she's such a good writer. so much Lean In. It just shifted my mindset, and I just thought, yeah, okay. I don't have to continue to try to pretend like I'm living option A. No, option A is off the table now. I'm going to kick the shit out of option B and I'm going to live my best life. So I recommend this to anybody that's um, grieving, anybody that's going through anything, anything, anybody that had an option A that no longer exists or was um, quote unquote taken away from them or ruined for them, but they need to figure out how to move forward. This is a great book for you. So option B. This one, I'm sure a lot of you may know, it's called Mark Manson's The Saddle Art of Not Giving A. I'm not gonna swear. Um, on here and say that word, but this book is so good. It's it literally switched my mindset because even though I was starting to switch, I was already I was still letting people get into my head, I was still letting society get into my head, the expectations people had for me and I had for myself and other people had shared with me or what I thought people wanted um which was not always the truth this book helped me switch my mindset because at the end of the day you get like I've said all the time you're only in control of yourself you cannot control anybody else so you might as well just not give an f you know so who cares live your life live your best life live what makes you happy live with what makes you happy makes you joyful and encourage yourself be the most encouraging person to yourself you know don't Ask anybody else to be that person. You be that person for yourself. And this book is a great one for that. And of course, becoming Michelle Obama. I thought this was so good because you know, when we think of Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, we think of um, oh, they're so famous, they're so popular, they have so much given to them, um, they're wealthy. You know, we usually think of president first lady, we think of that, right? But Barack and Michelle, they are self-made. If you actually read her book, you'll realize that Barack was a nobody when they got married. You know, Barack, he made himself a somebody. He moved the needle for himself. He moved forward. Michelle herself, you know, did the traditional route that we talk about, you know, went to school, you know, grew up in a neighborhood, wanted to make her proud, parents proud. Worked hard, went to school, went to law school, became a lawyer, got a job, you know, and was on part on her way to becoming a partner. That's what society tells us to do and that's exactly what she did and then she realized that was not her jo- that was not bringing her joy that was not her purpose in life. She had to figure out where she wanted to go and then she took a lower ranking job that didn't require the education that she had that but brought her way more joy you know and a lot of people society might say, oh wow, you're taking you know as a lawyer you're taking a lower ranking job lesser pay are you okay? You know, but for her, it wasn't about the pay. It wasn't about the notoriety. It wasn't about the ego of it. It was the passion, the purpose that she was taking that brought her so much joy. Zima Brock, you know, he did it himself. He worked hard. And, you know, he just always said yes to the opportunity, you know, and that's why when the opportunity come to become governor and then to like become president and vice and go up the ranks and work in the house and all that, he was ready. He was ready to go you know, he was there, he was pursuing it and it showed up. Opportunity showed up at his doorstep because he was seeking it. And once you open yourself to opportunity and you're asking for it, it will come and it will show up and you'll see. Highly recommend. So this book here, The Path Made Clear by Oprah Winfrey, you'll notice a lot of the quotes that I share on my Instagram are actually out of this book. Um, this book is, when I first got this book, I thought it was going to be a novel about her, about her path. And, you know, I just got this last year, actually, when I was talking, starting to think about, you know, now I've reflected off all that, but what is my purpose still? What's my path? What's my purpose in life? And this book actually helped to bring that into light. And I thought it was going to be a novel, but when I first got it, you know, and you flip through it, actually, it seems like it's just a whole book of quotes and whatnot, right? But it's not, actually. It's broken down into... Many different chapters that actually are reminiscent of how you manage your journey and your purpose in life. There's the seeds, the roots, the whispers, the clouds, the map, the road, the climb, the give, the reward, and home. So it just goes through all the steps of your journey in life, in your to your purpose, to your path. You know, making it clear. You know, you have to take the step to find the seeds and plant it and let it grow and then going on the road figuring out your map and you know climbing and then being able to get home to understanding what your purpose in life is And that book it really has brought it to light um a lot of my mindset and how I think of things and where I am in my journey and um where I could go as well and actually I saw Oprah when she did her tour for this book uh, last year and she said Remember that she said that um, when her mom had passed away, she didn't really have a good relationship with her mom. But when her mom was dying, she went and said goodbyes, knew her that was does last time she's gonna see her mom and whatnot. Got on a plane, and had to go, um, had to go to um, an engagement that she had booked. And you know, mid-flight, she realized something that. She needed to be there for her mom, even if her mom was not there for her, because her mom was trying to do the best that she could with what she knew and what she could do. So what was feeling that I can't hold this resentment towards her. I need to heal, too. So I'm actually going to flip plane mid- midway, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to take care of my mom until she dies. That's exactly what she did, and she said it was a healing experience for her. She got to connect with her mom deeper. She learned something. herself and her mom and their experiences and it really was life-changing for her um, and gave her the opportunity to actually heal and let go of that resentment as well so I'd highly recommend that book and this one I just read this year as well and I know I talk about him a lot but he's just my favorite Eckhart Tolle a new earth Eckhart Tolle I don't know if it's Tolle or Tolle but Eckhart Tolle a new earth awakening to your life's purpose so I love him because he talks about the ego which is like until I had heard him actually say that in in the uh, podcast episode series with Oprah I didn't understand how that worked you know what do you mean by ego right and then now that I'm able to actually shift my mindset and think of my ego as a separate being I'm able to let go of a lot of things I'm able to let go of certain feelings certain emotions certain experiences and I just think it, it, you know, he's just so awesome. And, you know, actually, my birthday was May 11th. And every year around this time, I get a bit of anxiety, right? Because I track the success of my birthday or how much people, or how, I used to previously track the success of my birthday or how much people cared about me in my life by who posted on my Facebook wall. You know, I used to go like, okay, like I have 48 people. I got 50 people. I got 60 people. You know, how many people would message me? You know, if I got a message on my phone from a friend, but they didn't post on my Facebook, I'd feel annoyed. Um, Or, you know, just vanity metrics, honestly. Like vanity metrics was what I was looking at in order to um, measure the quality of my friendships with people or measure just how important I am in other people's lives or how important my birthday is. So I always hated my birthday because it never, never came to it never met my expectation of what I had said. It never fulfilled my ego, right? But this year, I after all this healing and all and everything, I'm for this year the first time ever I was so excited for my birthday. Previous years, I didn't want to celebrate my birthday, but I felt I had to. I was forced to because I just wanted to pretend like somebody cared about me. You know, my husband actually said that he, every year he's ever got me a gift, I never liked it, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just with stuff I was dealing with myself. And this year for my birthday, you know, I was actually so excited to celebrate for the first time, you know, and I didn't care who posted it on my Facebook wall. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to see the people I love and care for. And, you know, my husband and he decided to do um, a lot more DIY stuff with my daughter for me for mother's day and my birthday, which are only a day apart. um, and I just loved it. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I just want to spend the day with you guys. I don't want to do anything else. And that's what we did. And it was awesome. I just loved it. And I think that that comes with a lot of healing. You know, this time of the year, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, used to give me a lot of anxiety around my birthday and Mother's Day. But this year, I didn't feel that as much. You know, I still had it. I definitely had it. You know, there was a point where my husband told me that he was going to ask a couple of our friends to do a social distance hang out at a park. And I was like, don't bother them. They don't even want to celebrate. Why would you ask them? And he was like, well, actually, everybody said they were coming and they were already planning if I hadn't messaged them anyway. And then in that moment, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I'm self-sabotaging, you know, myself. I'm going back to my old ways and I've done all this work. I can't go back to my old ways. And so this book really helped me, you know, a new purpose, a new earth waking into your life's purpose. So good. And I would highly recommend it to all of you. So the books that I'm getting into next, um, I'm so excited for. Um, This one, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. You've heard me talk about this with Jackie in episode two. She inspired me to get this book, to try it out, try the steps in this book to see how how magic will come to light and how I can help to become even a better version of myself and just be more grateful for my life Um, and everything that it has offered to me in the past couple of years and then this one actually just came in yesterday it's called girl wash your face um by rachel hollis i just recently heard about rachel hollis because i was listening to an episode um on Jay Shetty's podcast with her husband dave hollis who also wrote a book um and i've seen her come up a little bit more and more through the rise movement that she's um leading and i realized that um yeah i just love her story i love her i'm power empowerment and her ability to help people other people rise or you know become better versions of themselves um yeah so i'm just so excited to get into those books i'm so excited for um the ability to and the honor to be able to read and to have an ability to change my mindset and shift and continue to grow and live and become the better version of myself Um, I'm waiting for a couple more books to arrive. And when I do get those, I'll do another one in a couple of months. um, Once I've read those and read these ones actually, and I'll give you my review. Um, But if you have any books that you read that you think are so good that you'd like to share with me, and I can link um, them onto my social media accounts for others to know too, send me a note, let me know, and I'll be happy to share. Okay, so I hope that those 15 books that helped change my life to shift my mindset or valuable to you um, i'm excited to know what you read and if you do read any of these books please tag me at how did you learn to do that and uh and we can build a community and maybe if this grows we can even build a book club and pick a new book every month and uh read it together and help to um inspire each other and so thank you for listening to the end of this episode Thank you for all the love and support over the past month and a couple of weeks here. Um, I love sharing my knowledge with you. I love sharing all these books that help inspire me with you. And if there's anything else you would like me to share um, or any topics you'd like me to talk about, or if there's anybody that inspires you that you'd like me to reach out to, to have them on this podcast, please send me a note and let me know. Um, And I'd also love if you could help us grow by sharing, liking, and subscribing us on all our social media accounts, including YouTube and our podcast platforms and to share this knowledge and this podcast with people around you so we can help grow a community. All right. So again, if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, But if not, I hope you have a great week and I hope you can dive into some of these books. Bye.